and welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Trip Mitchell, joined as always by my partner in crime, Randall Carlisle. How are you doing? I got, I got a full eight hours of sleep last night, so I'm wide awake and ready to go. Well, what the heck were you sleeping eight hours for? You could have been getting I, in trouble. I'm an old guy. I need eight hours of sleep. So. What time do you get up in the morning? Uh, six. Okay. Did okay. you ever do the morning news? Oh, you did at CKLW in Detroit. I did ra- morning yeah. radio news. What time did you Detroit. have to be up then? I, I got up at t- 2 in the morning and was into work by 4 because I had a long drive. And But I got off at noon, and so I slept in shifts. I'd come home in the afternoon, sleep for 4 or 5 hours, and my wife at the time would come home from work and... We'd be together for a couple hours, and I'd go back to bed. I was an exciting guy, just like I am now. It's a glamorous business. And you know what? We're following. See, people watching this will say, oh, my gosh, they don't have a guest. But we're following your wife's advice because you said, normally we have a guest here, and he and I do our BS between each other, and the guest just sits there very awkwardly, not knowing what to say or do. And so we've decided to leave the guest off while you and I do our stupid BS. And, and well, when, when you've had 60 years between the two of us doing TV around the country, we do have some stories that we like to tell. Well, we do. Most of them I can't, talk, I can't talk about even on a podcast. Well, and we've always mentioned that you were such a chicken when you were doing your drinking, you never went on an air after beers, maybe once in your whole career. Yeah, one time between the 6 and 10 o'clock news I drank. And I was, and it was only a couple of, well, only a couple of drinks. But I was so paranoid. It was back in 1980 at KUTV here, and I was so paranoid because I was new to Utah and I knew what Utah values were about drinking and things like that. And so when I came back after two drinks, even though I didn't feel like I was impaired, for the 10 o'clock news, I almost suffered a panic attack, and I was going through every single word to enunciate perfectly and slowing down really hard so that nobody heard me slurring or knew that I was drinking. But it was terrible. I bet in your career, so you were anchor in Salt Lake, went on to Dallas and Minnesota. Minneapolis, Dallas. Yeah, some big markets. Did you ever go on the air with someone who was drunk? No. That's amazing, because I did a lot. Did you? Yeah, I mean, people... No, I, I when I think of it, I, I was on the air with people who did cocaine. Uh, <laughs> they would do a 28-minute news show in 14. 14 minutes. Why, yeah. are you, why are you talking so fast? You, know. <laughs> you have a cold. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it, it's funny how things change. But when you do get sober, the ability to do... I had always thought that I would not be as entertaining. I wouldn't be as funny. I wouldn't be as good. And it turns out... I was right, but that's another story. Yeah, well, yeah, you never were in the first place. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how, from a talent perspective, and you see that in Hollywood, and sure. when actors get sober, Robert Downey Jr. is a case where mm-hmm. he had a rough go, and once he was able to get sober, his career has blossomed. Sure. So sure. things, you know, the model of yourself clean and sober is a better model. Oh, I totally agree. That's why we're here. That's that why is. we're for Odyssey House Journals, to talk about recovery and addiction. Well, so, perfect. Let's meet our guest. Well, and, and what I think is real, I'll, I'll do a little tease like I might have written as we go into a break at a newscast. I'll say, next up, a person that I met. By the way, look at Randall's looking. I'm, he's I'm writing at what I was saying. Yeah. Up next, a person Smoke is I, got, your I got to know while we were both in jail. Okay, that's a good tease. And the other tease might be, a person 
I got to meet who I watched doing, uh, doing a, a musical play, okay? And both of those apply, and I'll, I'll explain why. So, should we? This is the first time we've done this. So, okay, Crystal. Since we have a Crystal Bujan. Well, let's hear some applause from the audience. We actually have a studio audience. A couple friends of mine from the noon AA meeting at the Milano Club are here, and hey, it's Crystal. nice to have some people. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. See, now you don't have to sit here feeling awkward with all that crap that we just did. See, what would <laughs> well, you have thanks. done? Just sit there, just going sit there and watch you back and forth. By the way, Crystal, what we should say, if you've just turned the show on Channel 17 YouTube or listening, this is a show about addiction, but more importantly about recovery. And we've, throughout, I think we're up to show number 50. Something like that. We've met some amazing people and heard some great stories. And there is wonderful, there's help out there, especially in the state of Utah. So we're going to give a phone number out for Odyssey House, and that's just a number to call where they've got some great people there to help you. There are hundreds of recovery centers in this town, in the state, that want to help. There are people that are dedicated to helping you. And a lot of times when you have a problem, if you just call one other person, it's not your problem alone anymore. It's a shared thing. And so the number is... Listen, to the, watch this. 801-322-3222. One more time. 801-322-3222. That is I could not have said that drunk, and I wouldn't have remembered it had I been drinking, right? Have you ever been in a situation, Crystal, in this, where someone tells you something and you're imbibing and you can't remember it a minute later and you're kind of racking your brain and <laughs> it's yeah. no fun? Been there? Oh, I've been there. I've been there, done that. <laughs> now, here's how the tease applies to okay. Crystal, okay? I, the first tease was that I met her when we were both in jail, okay? She was in the CATS program in the Salt Lake County Jail uh, that is administered by Odyssey House, and I was there taping their holiday play. So that goes to the second that I watched her in a play. So see, it's, it's a true tease. Well, that, that is... Yes. When you looked at... When you were on stage, were you nervous? Oh, absolutely. And then you looked out and saw Randall. I did. And then you know... At least I'm more talented than one person. <laughs> and, and we should point out, and I, I sent this to Lee, who puts, who's behind the camera and who puts our shows together, is I sent him video of the play that, that she was in. And so while we're talking, our viewers or listeners, just our viewers, not our listeners, are going to uh, be watching some of your performance. How's that? Awesome. Okay, how'd you get into the cat? Maybe we should talk about what the CATS program is. Uh, what explain what it is? Well, I know it's a program that um, saved my life. Um, it's basically um, just things to bring up to your awareness um, about your behaviors, um, about you being able to recover. So you go into jail and you were busted for what? Um, this is my. Seventh assault charge while drinking. Okay, you got a little violent when you drank. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. Dory, what was your record? Oh, jeez. In the seven <laughs> fights, did you win most of them? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Were you undefeated? Uh, um, no, not okay. undefeated. <laughs> okay, maybe six and one. Okay. Maybe six and one, yeah. Okay. And so when you when you got the way the cats program works, and it's it, you're put into your own pod with other people in the CATS program. So you're not in the general population. We have one pod for uh, women and three pods for men at Oxbow. And she was in the, the big house uh, over there. And, uh, and they do 
and, and you have an option of going in, right? Absolutely. And and I, and I think there's a I think it's tough to get in because you get a it's it's a three month program and you get a better deal if you go through it or not. Yes. So if you're sentenced if you're sentenced to it, so you can do say you're sentenced to a year um, or three months early re- release upon the completion of CATS. And so it's it's basically pretty similar to the therapeutic programs that people would go in in would go through in in Odyssey's regular residential program. It's just that they're in jail. Uh, the food isn't as good. No, no, absolutely not. But what's really cool and it's it's sort of fun and and we enjoy doing this. So the jail finally let us in 2018 in first time they ever allowed cameras in jail. Uh, and they describe what you do with the play because I thought you guys were I mean. They're working with rudimentary crap. I mean, they've got paper and and I don't what you didn't have a lot. No, um, to make our little Christmas boxes, we had to do origami with it, and then we had to use to make our little bows. We had toothpaste, and so we would make our bows with toothpaste and stick it together, and that's how we'd make our little Christmas boxes. And the play is written, produced, and, and acted by the inmates in mm-hmm. the program. So describe the play that you guys did. We did um, The Wizard of Oz, and we had one person writing it. We had a whole bunch of other people um, making things out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. That's basically what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, then we had other people just with crazy ideas just put in their, you know, their word, and then we just all put it together, and we agreed upon it. And she was the star. She was Dorothy. Wow. Did you do any singing? I did. Did you really? I did. This is tremendous. They were were great, and and the the cool thing, the play has to to be approved by, by the Odyssey people who are working the program out there, and the whole point is to demonstrate to the audience, and the audience is judges, uh, legislators, criminal justice people who are invited, and there's probably 50, 60 people in, mm-hmm. in the audience in this cell block, uh, and, but it has to indicate what the program's all about. For instance, the Yellow Brick Road was what? The Road to Recovery. Right. And and you and you met along the way. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember who the characters were and what they... I know one was Courage. Um, so the lion was Courage? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. This is what so, alcohol so they went down, So they went down to... That's our next guest. Yeah, we, we run a, a very tight... Come on over, have a seat. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're doing the show live. Come on over, have a seat. Um, so, but to see the steps in it were like on the road to recovery. I'm trying to remember what the words were. And they were written... They had this yellow piece of paper that was the yellow brick road, only it was the road to recovery, and then you had recovery words written in yeah. it. Like, I can't remember what they were. Um, I know one was strength, um, sobriety, um, courage. There was a whole bunch of just recovery words just in little spots. And so, Oz was sitting back in a shower stall <laughs> back at the back of the cell block, so it sounded echoey. Uh, but w- w- when they got together, they all talked about what you have to do 
you know, for recovery. And so there was a point to the whole thing. It's not, I, I can see people out there saying, God, God, these inmates just having fun, not doing anything. <laughs> doing <laughs> theater, but no pressure now. But at the time, you're representing a lot of people that are getting a lot of great benefits from this. So your performance was important because the decision makers were out in the audience. Absolutely. And one of the things, Crystal, I've learned from this show is that Utah is very progressive in terms of how we, our criminal justice system interfaces with addicts and alcoholics. That we're trying our best here, rather than just putting people in jail, we're trying to help. And the, right. and the judges that were there are all the judges from drug court. So, do, who, did you have a specific judge you knew there? Um, did you go through drug court or not? Not this time, I did not go through drug court. Um, uh, Katie Bernard's Goodman, she was my judge and she was there. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. And then before we get to where she's gotten in life, which is when, obviously, she's not in jail anymore. That's good. Uh, <laughs> she has been who we need to close yeah, the curtain yeah. and lock the door. Deputy, stay away. Yeah. Stay, you can't arrest her yet. We're not done. Uh, describe what led up to you getting thrown in jail and the seven fights and, you know, where you were in life. I was a mess. Um, I was clean for about three years. Um, I stopped going to meetings. I stopped doing things for my recovery, um, and I fell off. Um, that's when I started using, um, and I t turned to alcohol and heroin, and I just became very violent. I didn't care anymore about anything or anybody. Um, my daughter was with my mom, and so I had no responsibilities, and I just went hard. And, and we were talking earlier, you were one of the people down on the block for a while. Yes, I was. I had nowhere to go. Um, everybody was fed up with me. Um, stealing, lying, fighting. They were just tired of it. What were you thinking at the time? I mean, we, we sort of alluded to this when we were talking before we started taping this and, and we think of ourselves a little differently while we're high than other people think of us. What were you, what were you thinking? What were you thinking about yourself at the time? Um, actually, I was really. I didn't want to live that life anymore. I was tired of it. At at the first, it was fun. It was, you know, there was nothing to worry about. It was just a good time. And then at the end, I just I was I was tired of it. I was. Tired of not being able to eat, not being able to provide, not having any money, and I was glad I went to jail. So your rest was a good thing. It was you. absolutely. And Randall, that's one of the things, and we hear that a lot, don't we? Say, Thank we, God I was arrested. Yes, know. that is not the normal. No, no. <laughs> that is not normal. But again, it, it harkens back to how progressive the state is our leaders in terms of really working to help people with their problems rather than just institutionalize them. And, and the CATS program, uh, they, I don't have the numbers with me, but if you take, they've done, a, they've done some studies and it's, a, it's an extremely successful program. I mean, not everybody succeeds, but if you take two people facing the same charges going in for the same amount of time to the Salt Lake County Jail and one goes to CATS and one chooses not to, the recidivism rate uh, improvement is something like 80% for people who go through CATS. 
as opposed to the person who didn't go through the program. And we talk about this all the time, but the amount of people that are in Salt Lake County Jail that are there because of drugs and alcohol is in the it's 80%. Huge. Yeah, it's you take away that problem. Crystal, this has really been interesting. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're watching Odyssey House Journals. Yes, Oz, I'm willing to do the things asked of me. I know it won't be easy, but nothing worth it in life comes easy. So count me in, Oz. The four newfound companions happily link arms and take their first steps together. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. I feel enamored and very proud of my program and um, they came through like every year. Um, so this is the best time of year for me in the program. I get emotional when I watch these things. What about you? I do, um, but I wouldn't admit that. I'm a proud, I'm a proud mother. <laughs> of all these people. <laughs> yes, they do great things and I'm passionate about helping them. And welcome back to Odyssey House Journals. That is Randall Carlisle. Hello. Welcome back. And I'm Trip Mitchell, and we're visiting with Crystal this Crystal week. Crystal Bujan. Hello. Bujan. 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 Ooh. It's fun to say, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. It is. So, Crystal, you were saying that by being in the CATS program, it made an amazing transformation. Yes, Going back to your story, when did you start drinking? At what age? Age 21. You didn't have a drink till you were 21? Nope. I did wow. not like it. A late bloomer. I did not like it. No drugs or booze. Uh, drugs, yes, but alcohol oh, okay. was different. How did alcohol affect you differently than than drugs? Um, alcohol made me very mean and violent and just crazy. Brought out the worst? Yeah, yeah. You don't appear to be a violent person, but you were when you drank. Yes, I'm, I'm a totally different person when I'm sober. Well, I'll, I'll second <laughs> that emotion. I am too. I won't, you know. When you would get in these fights and the cops would, did you get a relationship with the cops? Did they know, oh, Crystal again? Yep. Crystal's fighting on the block again. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I did. Wow. Gosh. And so all of a sudden the last era, and this is what I love to talk to people about, is when you have that moment and in recovery, you can't make someone want to recover. Right. It's got to be at that sure. moment. And, and if science could ever figure out how we could <laughs> synthesize that yeah. moment. This is your moment. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But it's not until you put your hands up the last time. Yeah. So when that happened, how quick did you realize that this is it? I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become clean and sober. Was it the night you were arrested or when did that? Absolutely. As soon as I, as soon as I hit my head on that pillow, I was, I was done. It's a great feeling, isn't it? It is. It is. It's like all that weight is just lifted off of you. And you can be honest. You can. You don't have to lie, cheat, steal. Right. I, I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So what you got out of cats, and that meant getting out of jail at the time. Yeah. Okay. So what what happened after that? Well, I went and lived with my mom for a while, um, and then I put my application in to be a peer support specialist at Odyssey House. And um, I got the job. And then I started um, saving up money, getting a car. Um, now I have my own place. I have my daughter. I work for Odyssey House um, as a peer support. And I'm trying to move up to um, a case manager. See? And look, look what... I mean, it, it's, it's so... 
it's so great to hear stories like that because you, you put your nose to the grindstone, you went through rehab, which was cats, and now life is turning around. Absolutely. How old is your daughter now? She's 11. Is she insanely proud of you? Um, she is proud of me, but she is afraid that I might leave again. And she has every right to feel that way. Do you guys talk about it? We do. I mean, like, if I let's role play a little, okay? I'm your daughter, and I say, Mommy, I'm, I'm really worried that you're going to leave me again like you did before. What would you say? You have every right to feel that way. Um, this time is different, and let me just show you. Give me a little bit of trust, and I will show you, and then you'll gain more trust, and we'll go from there. You know, Crystal is such a fine example of why so many of the people who work in various roles at Odyssey are in recovery themselves because, I mean, you know what it's like and you see people come in and you know if they're lying or, or Absolutely. You know, whatever. Absolutely. Do you, do you call people on that a liar? Of course. I'm not. <laughs> if they're going to lie to me, you know, that's, that's on them, but I'm going to call them out so they can see that they're lying and turn it around. Yeah, the BS detector is part of... Well, and it just works so much better because she's been there, done that. And so mm -hmm. you've, you're you going through that right now. I understand what you're going through. I mean, it's so much easier that way. I understand alcoholics a lot better because I am a recovering alcoholic. I mean, you know, so, so many times I heard through through my drinking career was, well, just stop drinking or, you know, and, and, or just stop using drugs or just stop doing this. And it's, it, and people who have never been there don't understand that it's not that easy. Yeah, just stop is not, whatever you follow it, it does not show a lot of understanding for what it's like. For, for those of you who don't know anything about AA, there's one chapter in the big book that, that says to the wife. And, it, and they wrote this back in the 30s when there weren't any female alcoholics at the time, supposedly. It's amazing how that happened. Yeah, you guys, yeah, know. all of a sudden they became alcoholics. Yeah. But, but basically the bottom line of that chapter is women don't bug your husband when he comes home drunk because he'll only drink more. And, and that was their advice back then. And, but it, it sort of holds true for all of us, regardless of gender, that if somebody keeps telling you not to do it, you sort of do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, people will, will do whatever to be counterintuitive. Now, in your situation, you've got an 11-year-old, and you have these conversations. What are the small things that you do now that make you so happy about being a mother? What are some of the great things? Um, I'm able to cook her food. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm there to clothe her, provide for her. And those are the little things that that make life worth living, you know? Like, being a mother is not easy to do, you know? And being able to just cook a small meal and sit down and talk about our day, how was school, how was work, and just things like that I took for granted. And it, it's funny, in in life, we watch the beer, you know, Super Bowl's coming yeah. up. Yeah. We'll watch beer commercials where insanely good-looking people will go out and run a marathon hey. and then have one Michelob Light. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. yeah, and they're, all, you know, 26 miles to drink one beer and everything's perfect. And we, so many times we look at our lives and if we're not hitting those goals that Madison Avenue tells us we should hit. Yeah. Whereas when you're in recovery, you're not going to have many days that are a seven, eight, or a nine. Right. But fives and sixes are pretty good. 
and kind of moderating your what makes you happy. So that's why I asked about some of the small things because when you are in recovery, sometimes the littlest things give you the most pleasure. What's the best thing about being sober for you? Um, being able to work legit. That's, that's my favorite. Uh, and, and it gives you people who, another thing people don't understand is that I can think I can speak for most of us who are addicts, uh, is you feel a great deal of shame all the time for what you're doing. Yes. And, and, and then you feel some elation when you come clean and you get clean that you can talk about it and you don't have that shame anymore. Right. Uh, but some people hide it. I, I, oh, I hid it all my life. But know. even in recovery, I mean... Oh, oh, it, it's oh I your, see what you mean. In AA, you don't have to use your last... You don't use your last name. You don't... But especially in your business, you know, when you're a local newsman, I was a little different as a sports guy, but I, I hid it for a long time. And part of doing the show is just, you know, put cards on the table and you don't hide things anymore. But letting people know what your background is well, is the, very... The, the whole goal is to erase the stigma. I mean, and that's what the whole industry is, is trying to do. I mean, we used to say, okay, she's a drug addict. But now, and then it was, uh, she had a substance abuse disorder. Now it's a substance use disorder because abuse indicates that she made a bad decision or she... She's doing bad things, whereas substance use disorder, then maybe you understand that it is a medical issue, that sure. is, that's a disease, you know. Yeah. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for coming in today. Well, thank you for having and, me. And uh, Odyssey House is very lucky to have you. And We are so lucky. The way I found out about her is the guy who films the plays with me, he was out at Mill Creek where she works, which is one of our residential facilities, and he, he came back saying, you're not going to believe who I just saw out there. Dorothy. working there. Dorothy, that's right. And I had, to, I had to call and ask what her real name was because I just remembered her as Dorothy. Well, know? we and we have talent representation. Randall started his own talent representation yeah, firm, so he'll be your agent. So if you make it to Hollywood, 15% right off Perfect. the top. Well, and, and people will have seen clips of this uh, when they watch this because Lee oh, that's right. Yeah. it in. So. Good job. So, okay, what, give you one chance here. If your daughter's watching... Do you have any words of advice to her or just to say hi or anything like that? Because I'm sure she'll watch this. Absolutely. Um, Natalia, I love you and I will do my best to be by your side and I will not leave. That's that's as good as it gets. One more time, the phone number to call if you Eight, have any questions. 801-322-3222. Please do. And thanks so much for watching. We've got... Listeners all over the world, we're very proud of this show. Tell people about it and uh, subscribe if you're if you're watching it. You, you can subscribe to one of to Spotify or YouTube, uh, and and then you get notified every week when it comes out. So, fantastic! Yeah, don't you love being told technology by two old guys? I, yeah, I, it's <laughs> like I know. We're right there. <laughs> Why don't you take us out? I'm going to call for a trip, Crystal and myself. Thank you very much for watching. Because it's taught me so much about my addiction and about my anger. It was amazing. The feeling was just, ah, oh, it touched my heart. And the program works, drastically reducing the chance that these women will return to jail. The CATS program was my last chance before I got sent to prison. And um, it's um, had a big effect on me. It's changed my life. It's changed how I think about things. It's um, helped renew my self-esteem. Um, I really feel like I'm a different person now.
Just because um, we made a mistake in our life doesn't define the person who we are. We are wonderful ladies. Uh, we are, we're all mothers, sisters. You know, uh, just because we make bad mistakes doesn't mean we're bad people. How did it feel? How'd you do? So good. Randall Carlisle for the Odyssey News Network.